way around. And you're just, you're just trying to survive. And yet, you forget. There's gum in, your, gum in your mouth when you go to bed. And you wake up with it in your hair. Or your nightlight goes out. Or you stump your toe. Or you have to wear your railroad train pajamas. Or you have to eat those lima beans. And you just think, can I make it another day? Can I survive just a little bit more? Now, though, you know, this is trivial type of thing, sure. But there are, as we become adults, those overwhelming things, those issues, those heartbreaks, heartaches, those decisions that need to be made. You lose your job and you have to find another one. You have to move. You have to deal with loss. You have a car wreck and you have to deal with all the ramifications from that. And when those things aren't, you know, spread out, you know, long enough apart from one another, it can be overwhelming. So today, today what I want us to focus on is how truly blessed we are. Because it is really easy for us to forget that, to live lives of defeat, to live trapped even, and forget what God promises to do. I love Ephesians 1.3. We, we studied Ephesians on Wednesday nights back at the beginning of the year. And I think a recurring theme throughout Ephesians is found in that third verse of the first chapter where the Apostle Paul writes, he says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing there is in Christ Jesus. I think this is a great reminder, a solid reminder of how blessed we are, of what God has done on our behalf, of what he wants to bring into our lives. And it's something that we have to consistently remind ourselves of each day. God has blessed me. He has blessed me with every spiritual blessing there is. What spiritual blessings? How many are there? What could they be? It's up to us to discover what those are, but they will be revealed one day. But here and now, we have to seek them out. We have to find them out. Lord, how are you blessing me today? And then we learn that those, those things that are seeking to bring trouble and defeat upon us, those things no longer have power. They do not deserve the control or the power that we've given them over our lives because we know that we have a God who is greater, a God who knows as Jesus said himself, a God who knows how to give good gifts. Good gifts. So uh, let's flip the script this morning. Let's turn to ch uh, Ephesians chapter 2. And he says this. He says, but because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. His incomparable riches... Those riches that he has lavished upon us. 
And oh, that we might be called children of God. This is what he has lavished upon us. I like what brother Charles McCall had to say on this. He says, it is God's will that everybody be blessed. It doesn't matter who you are. God wants you to be blessed. It doesn't matter how young or how old you are. God wants you to be blessed. It doesn't matter what race, color, ethnicity, or nationality background. God wants you to be blessed. It doesn't matter what gender you are. It does not matter how much education or money you have. It doesn't matter if you are single, married, separated, whittled, or divorced, God wants you to be blessed. It does not matter what part of town you may be living in. God wants you to be blessed. It is not God's will for you to be cursed. It is God's will for you to be blessed. And I just wonder in our, in our in, you know, how easy it is for us to live in defeat. What, how might we begin to walk in victory than by claiming God wants to pour himself into our lives, into our situation, into our circumstances? If we would claim it, God, I know that this is not of you. I know that you want to pour your life, yourself into my life. I know that in you is goodness Pour that into me now. How might we realize those blessings into our life? That's what we're going to look at this morning. And the first thing that any of us need to do in order to realize God's blessing in our life is actually the most foundational. But in order to jumpstart this, it is we all must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. It starts in a belief and a faith in Jesus Christ. Now, some people look at that and and think that, well, that's just something that you're just supposed to say. And we treat it as if it's just something something cliche. It's just one of those things that, as a good Christian, it's it's just what you're supposed to do. It's just like, but, but it's who we are. It's what we're encouraged to do. If you read through the epistles, Paul said all the time, encourage one another. As long as it is called the day, encourage one another that you do not give up the hope that you have. We're encouraged to have faith, to keep our eyes on Jesus in in each and every situation, to call on the name of the Lord and be saved. It's our mantra. It's what we're to do. Have faith, believe, Call on the author and perfecter of our faith, the one who has overcome, the one who is victorious, and claim that victory ourselves. We'll call to have faith that God will see us through, to be people of a promise, not people of a defeat, to be people focused on victory because, in Ephesians 2, 4, and 5, because of God's great love for us. Because of his love for us, God who is rich in mercy has made us alive in Christ. So the first part of of realizing and, and keeping focus on how blessed we truly are, it is to believe that that is what God wants to bring into our life. Through faith in Jesus Christ, he wants to make you alive. Secondly, The second way we can realize God's blessing is to learn then to live for Christ. And a great verse of scripture is Joshua 1.8. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. 
A lot of times we want the blessing first and then say, okay, now because you blessed me, I am going to do this. Or because you've proved yourself, then you know. No, it is take in God's word, live God's word in your life, and then receive the prosperity. And this isn't a prosperity gospel, but it's recognizing the blessing of God in your life comes from living within God's design. And as we live within God's design, he has promised reward. James 1.25 says, But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do it, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. Do we claim that into our lives? Do we claim James 1.25? A commitment to God's word and a commitment to obedience to his word, understanding that the blessing is realized as we live out what he commands us to do. Thirdly, are you earnestly seeking Jesus out in prayer? Earnestly seeking him out, learning to talk to him, learning to listen to him, learning to be sensitive to the work of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Thessalonians 5.14, we have this great verse that we've memorized, to pray without ceasing, does that mean I need to have my eyes closed and, and knees bent all day long, 24-7? Or what about whenever I'm driving and I'm praying, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, in the, in the, uh, in the traffic. We were coming home uh, from our, our son's house Friday before last. And we were coming up 75 on Friday night at about uh, 8 o'clock at night. And uh, Marcia said, we're never coming this way again. We had never done that before. We've never had to come up that way before. And we said, oh, oh, Lord, no, never again. But pray without ceasing in every situation, in any situation, no matter how big or how small. And I remember the other week when, when we were doing our, our, our roundtable discussions and, and Marcia was talking about how the kids won't come to talk to her about anything because, uh, that, that troubles them because they know that the first thing that she's going to say is, Has you, have you prayed about it? And that's what mom's going to say. Mom's going to say, let's pray about it. But it is to be the first thing. Pray without ceasing in each and every situation, no matter how big or how small. Are we earnestly doing that? In order to realize God's blessing in our life, we have to put on the focus on, on God. And prayer is the best way for us to do that. Of course, being in his word, praying to him, and asking him to reveal to us. The next one, the fourth way that we can realize his blessing in our life is by serving, by serving others in the name of the Lord. That can open our eyes to how truly blessed we are, can it? When we're, when we're serving those who are maybe going through a difficult time in their life and it allows us to be a little bit more thankful about the situation that we're actually in. Or whenever you're serving in Awana and you're able to love on those kids and, and you see the smile in their eyes whenever you're the one playing with them or singing the silly songs with them or, or helping them with their scripture verse. Whenever you're, you're serving in, a, in, a, in care or in a, with a prayer walk or as a Sunday school teacher or here in a couple of weeks when we get to uh, go to the Mableton Fall Festival and be able to serve there. Just the opportunities to be able to be 
in community and be able to see things like through the food pantry as people make their way through. And, I, and I'm seeing through those who are, who are serving the food pantry as they get to know some of these that are coming through, the concern for them in the hallway and, and the work that's being, that's being done behind the scenes as people are praying for them and trying to help people when it comes to things like, like finding jobs and finding some sort of extra assistance than what we're able to give. Of course, as we serve others, we are able to capture just a little bit more of how God has blessed us. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 tells us why he has blessed us. It says, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion to others. God has blessed us. He has blessed you. He has blessed us corporately. He has given us opportunity to be able to pull our resource to then be and extend his generosity to others. And here in a couple of weeks, whenever we have our vision casting Sunday and we talk about our church's core values, one of those nine core values we're going to present is is on generosity, that we recognize how God has blessed us so that we may be a blessing to others. The fifth way we can realize his blessing in our life is this way, by singing and shouting the Lord's praises. This is about giving testimony to the goodness of God, not just about singing a note or singing a lyric, but it is about giving testimony. Have you, have you ever thought about that, that sometimes the happiest people among us are the ones that you, you can see it on their face? Their, 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 their lips aren't drawn, but it's, you can see their teeth. You can see them smiling. You can see that there's something about their aura. There's something about their spirit that is different, that is special. You, you hear them when you talk to them about how, the goodness of God. You hear them giving testimony, giving praise to God. For some of us, we come to church feeling down, but then we, when, the, when we gather together, when we, when we gather together and the Spirit takes over, when the Spirit's in the air, don't we leave feeling like, surely I was in the presence of the Lord. <coughs> Doesn't it... And it's not about feeling good, but doesn't it feel good sometimes when we know that we've come into fellowship and we all in one voice shouted out God's praise. That we all in one voice, in one accord, was able to say, praise God. Psalm 122 says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. That's a good verse, right? You know that verse. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Are you glad that you're here this morning? Are you glad? I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad you're here, but I want us to be glad that we were in the house of the Lord. How about tomorrow morning when you get up? Are you going to say, oh, it's Monday. It's Monday. No, but on Sunday you don't get up like that, do you? Maybe a couple of you do. Maybe if you're a teenager, you might. 
If you get up and you say, I know where I'm going today. I know what's going to take place. What if we could wake up every morning and just give testimony? God, you are good. Help me see your goodness as I go to work, as I drive on that expressway, as I deal with that boss, as I deal with that honorary coworker, as I deal with that impatient teacher. Help me to honor and give praise to you. Max Lucado in his book, In the Eye of the Storm, he writes about Chippy the Parakeet. Chippy the Parakeet, he writes, never saw it coming. One second he was peacefully perched in his cage. The next he was sucked in, washed up, and blown over. The problems began when Chippy's owner decided to clean Chippy's cage with a vacuum cleaner. She removed the attachment from the end of the hose and stuck it in the cage. The phone rang and she turned to pick it up. She barely said hello when <laughs> Chippy got sucked in. The bird owner gasped, put, the phone, put down the phone, turned off the vacuum and opened the bag. And there was Chippy, still alive, still stunned. Since the bird was covered with dust and soot, she grabbed him and raced to the bathroom, turned on the faucet and held Chippy under the running water. Then realizing that Chippy was soaked and shivering, she did what any compassionate burn odor would do. She reached for the hairdryer and blasted the pet with hot air. Poor Chippy never knew what hit him. A few days after the trauma, the reporter who'd initially written about the event contacted Chippy's owner to see how the bird was recovering. Well, she replied, Chippy doesn't sing much anymore. He just sits and stares. And Lucado writes... It's hard not to see why. Sucked in, washed up, and blown over, that's enough to steal the song from the stoutest heart. Sometimes life is like that, isn't it? Sometimes it is exactly like that, and we lose the song. We forget to give thanks. And that's why in church and in Scripture, again, going back to the Apostle Paul, encourage one another. Give praise, give thanks. Don't ever stop realizing the goodness of God in your life. The sixth way you can realize that is by simply sharing your faith. Evangelism is our key word here. I love Philemon 1.6. And it's a great word to bring up in a, in a, in a, a point like this where Paul wrote these words to his friend. He said, I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith. So that you will have a full understanding of every good thing that we have in Christ Jesus. Paul says to Philemon that in, in order for you to understand, to have a full understanding of every good thing that you have in him, you need to be out telling people about him. You need to be out sharing your faith. What greater feeling, what greater blessing could any of us receive than by seeing a person who we share our faith with? The reason for the hope that we have, as Peter tells us to have, to somebody come to a saving knowledge and into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ himself. Knowing that God has changed their timeline from B.C. to A.D. Knowing that they have accepted for themselves that the same atonement that has washed away your sin, they have now claimed for themselves and that they will be living in glorified stature in the house of God one day. What greater blessing is there for a believer than that? Something that we know that is eternal. Something that we know that is of God. 
We might have an inkling, a little bit of understanding the blessings of God in our life. But Paul says to Philemon, you won't have a full understanding until you start sharing your faith. What might that look like for us in the context in which we live? Remember that we are now people of a different land, a different country, a different kingdom. This world is not our home. And we're called as ambassadors to plead with others, be reconciled unto God. The seventh way you can realize your, uh, God's blessing in your life, again, goes along with the first one, but it's a good way to conclude is by dedicating your life to Christ, totally surrendering all that you are. See, living in obedience, singing his blessings, talk about evangelizing and sharing your faith with others, talking about serving, all of these are wrapped up in this, this one here, dedication. There's no greater decision to be made than one who says, here's my life. Abraham left his home as God called him to be the father of the nation. Moses heard the call from a burning bush to go and stand up against Pharaoh. Elisha burned his plow when Elijah called him to be the next prophet to Israel. In Isaiah 6, as he was given opportunity to stand before the throne of God and put his eyes on him, Isaiah heard the voice of God ask, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah replied, Here am I, send me. When Jesus called his disciples, they put down what they were doing and they left their homes to follow him. Saul was on a mission to arrest believers to become a great Pharisee himself when Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus and say and ask, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Here I am, send me. The dedication that we're all called to make, nothing can finalize and fully realize God's blessings in our life than when we are devoted and dedicated to his work. I want to tell you, uh, uh, read something uh, from Revelation that stuck with me this week. On uh, Wednesday nights, I'm teaching uh, from Revelation um, during the 6 o'clock hour. And there was something that just stuck with me after that lesson as I was preparing for this today that, that I that those of you that were here Wednesday night know that I, I emphasize this a lot Wednesday night, and I just got to bring it back up again today. And it's in, uh, it's in the discourse that Jesus is having John write down to the church in Philadelphia. And this is what he writes. He says, to him who overcomes, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will he leave it. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will also write on him my new name. Now, as I said, this this stuck with me on Wednesday night. I really emphasize that because what, what Jesus says that we're going to become are fixtures within the temple of God. When the time is called, when the time comes, that he who overcomes will be made a fixture in that room and will never be asked to leave it. He's going to put a permanent name tag affixed to us with three names. God's name, the name of the new Jerusalem, and Jesus' new name as well. 
that those are what are going to come and fall upon us and be given to those of us who overcome. And, and I was just thinking as a way to just finish this out today, what greater blessing might we receive or be given than that Jesus is going to make us a permanent fixture in his house? That he is going to claim his ownership by writing those three names over us. And that is something that he says will never be taken away. Sure, there are going to be times when we feel like that we've been sucked in, washed up, blown out. When, we, when the store doesn't have the shoes, that color that we were looking for. When life just isn't going as great as we planned it to be. But take a look at this next slide to realize how truly blessed we are. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Live out what he's commanded. Earnestly pray and seek him out. Find ways to serve him, to sing and to shout his praises, to tell others of the greatness and the goodness of God. And dedicate every part of yourself, all that you are, to the Lord. And you will see how truly blessed you are. Pray with me. Father, thank you for being so good. And for seeing to my need, even if I am not seeing it in this moment. That you are working all things out for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose. That I might be able to say, not my will, but yours be done. That I might be able to, to claim, open my eyes and let me see the army that is surrounding the one that I feel is having victory over me right now. That no matter how menial or trivial... The situation as I hand it over to you that I trust that Lord you're going to reveal yourself in and through it in the meantime what have you called me to be and to do you've called us to believe to live out the truth of your word to earnestly seek you out in prayer to serve you even when we don't feel like serving. To sing and to shout and to tell of your goodness, to tell others of your faithfulness and how salvation only comes through one name and to dedicate and to be dedicated in every area, Lord, and let it be yours. Father, I pray that those of us here today that are living in a sense of defeat would maybe in this moment just realize how truly blessed we are and that you will see us through that you will work it out for us to hold on to cling to to never let go Lord, I thank you for the promise 
that, Lord, that when the time comes, it's not that we're just going to be present. You're going to make us permanent fixtures. Thank you, Lord, for that promise. And Lord, for those of us here who have yet to claim it, may we realize today that you want to bring blessing into our lives. Even in John 3, 16, when when we know that you so loved us that you sent your one and only son that we might have eternal life, the very next phrase Jesus says, for he did not come to condemn the world, but to save it. May we realize today, Lord, that in our life, you want to bless it. Let us claim the blessing that comes through faith in the one who bled and died and was buried and rose again. And as we claim that, Lord, may your Holy Spirit wash us through and through. In Jesus' name we pray.